Welcome to Empowering Resilience. I'm your host, Rhonda Shortino, and I'm delighted that you're here today. Listen, you've survived 100% of the tough times that you've been through, and you're gonna survive every other thing that you ever have to go through. You know how I know? Because I've done it, and you're still breathing, and as long as you're breathing, you're capable of so much. There's so much potential inside of you, and the keys to your future success are found in everything that you've been through. This podcast is all about strategies for helping you convert your potential into your successful reality. So be sure to subscribe so you never miss a strategy. And let's jump into today's episode. This is the Empowering Resilience Podcast with your host, Rhonda Shortino. And today I'm excited to have our special guest, Tony Pollard, with me. Tony is the author of a book called Driven by the Heart, A Guide to Passionate Living. Tony, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Rhonda. I really appreciate it. Oh, well, we're glad you're here. So tell us a little bit about you. How is it that you came to write this book and why do you feel driven by the heart? I came to write this book from failure, utter failure. I was promoted on the job. I did something silly and then I was demoted and basically I was fired and I had, I had a direction I could go. I could lay on the mat Mm -hmm. and not get up or I could choose to get up. So after wiping my tears, consulting with the family, I decided to get up. And by getting up, it, oh, Ron, it just opened up so many doors to me because I was allowing myself to open up to the world and do things that I had let, that I had kept hidden for years. This courage and resilience and discipline to move forward. And it just kind of happens when you're in a job. You just, you're used to your check. You're, you're wanting to work hard and you do all those great things, but you're not living for yourself. And when I started living for myself, everything started changing for me. I started running marathons. I started writing. I started speaking in front of people. And that's how this book came to be, Driven by the Heart. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. You know, you said something there that that triggered something in me. I, I think often that we get into our jobs and our lifestyle and responsible people and people with good work ethic, we don't just quit. We, you know, we just, we go along and, you know, and maybe we're not entirely happy. And I mean, some people downright, you know, have a hard time. They just can't have a hard time getting up and, you know, and going to work every day. But most of us, it winds up being sort of this vague sense of dissatisfaction but you're responsible, you're loyal, you're faithful, you know, and you have bills to pay and, you know, kids to feed or, or you know, whatever. And, uh, and so then we don't make those choices. But when that choice is made for us and we're faced with that, okay, now what am I going to do now? You, you took the best possible road. I mean, it's a great reset. Oh, it, it was perfect for me. And as an educator, I wasn't fired from my job completely. I was demoted. So I still had a job. It wasn't like I was without a job. But a lot of people in my position or in public service, they may get demoted and then they're happy 
correction, they're satisfied with where they are because uh -huh. they don't believe they can move up. I, I literally Googled, how do you repair yourself on the job? And I started doing the things that popped up on Google. Um, write down your things you're grateful for, write down your, um, the things that are going to help you improve, write down your goals. And when I did those things, things started happening, which was so amazing. And, and I just kept adding to those goals. And now I write my 10 goals down every day and they still happen. They don't happen as much as, as fast as I want them to, but they happen. And when they happen, I say, Ooh, ooh I get all excited. Oh, I get to do a goal. And so that that's, it's amazing when you allow your life to open up for you, how much your life can change. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I could not agree more. So it's the book is a guide to passionate living. So you must have some advice and uh, wisdom that that you want to share with people that you've put into that book. Of course, we can't cover a whole entire book in in our little bitty 15 minute interview. But um, what are some of your main themes? When, when I was writing, sitting down writing this book, I was thinking about character traits. As a teacher and old football coach, I said, what are the character traits we need to have? And, and some, I'm just opening the book up here and kind of give you an idea. So each, there's little, there's little vignettes and some of them are a heart of service, a heart of courage, a heart of self-sacrifice, a heart of commitment, a heart of generosity. And these are all things that are in my life and tidbits of my life but I wanted to show that not everybody is famous. So there's famous people within this book wrapped around my life. And some of them you've never heard of. For example, one of them is a heart of kindness. And the guy's name is, is his name is James. And he, and he's from Australia. And he had this blood, he had a blood transfusion when he was 14. But if antibodies created from the blood transfusion healed rhesus disease in Australia. Because of his blood, three million babies have been saved. So I tell that story along with something in my life, um, how my father was so generous to give back to us and things like that. Wow, that is an amazing story. You know, I know that, I know you're right. There are so many people in this world who have really remarkable stories and the news vans are not following them and beating down their door, you know, to try to capture their story. And they don't have, you know, 20 million Twitter followers and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, very often, I think there are just some really amazing stories right around us. If we would just ask. Just ask and listen. I was a special needs student. But now I have a master's degree. I've been a school administrator. I'm at central office now. No one would ever think that from me. I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. But I had a determination that, especially when the high school counselor said, you should be a ditch digger, that I was going to go to college. So I went in the Army. And then, then you experienced Desert Storm. And from Desert Storm, you've got to pick yourself up. You can run around angry for years, or you can decide to move on and create a wonderful life. In doing so, though, creating that life I wanted to create for myself, which is to be a teacher, which I wanted to be, and I love education. I had custody of my daughter, and I just had that stagnation for a while. I was doing great on this job, but I was forgetting about me. And mm -hmm. when you forget about you, you kind of, you kind of, your whole life starts to stagnate. 
And when I realized I was doing that all because of failure, things started changing. My daughter, my daughter's 25 now and we, she and I are best friends. And I got the pleasure of raising her by myself. I mean, who, how many fathers get to say that? And it's, it was wonderful. I would never want to not be able to have done that. And because I did that, she's doing well. We're, you know, I'm married now. Everything's going great because I was allowed my life to open up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instead of just curling up in a ball and, uh, and isolating yourself away from other people. I think that's what a lot of people do. And I'll be totally honest. That's what I do when things aren't, you know, going well for me, it's, uh, at the, the, the comfortable thing to do is to, is to just, you know, want to be alone and isolate and curl up in a ball with a good book and, uh, tune out the rest of the world. But at some point, even if that is your go-to coping mechanism, at some point in time, you have to pull the shades back up, you know, and unlock the door and go ahead and start engaging with, uh, with the world again. And so I, I love that, that you've done that. I love pull the shades up. That is that's so <laughs> apropos because when we do that and we see the world around us, a lot of people who commit suicide, and I, I, I speak to veterans, all they can see is this, the tunnel. Mm-hmm. They can't see what's outside of the tunnel. And that's, it's, it's just sad. And it makes my heart sick because I know there's so much more for them if they would just take a step back, take a deep breath and realize that they're living, there's heart that's beating within them. And if we live with that heartbeat, we can accomplish and do so many things. Yeah. You know, Tony, I'm glad that you brought that up, that um, there are there are so many people and, and especially veterans I mean, I don't know what the number is off the top of my head, but I've heard some awful statistics about veterans taking their own lives uh, every day. You know, they're, they're 18 to 22 a day. Every day. Yes, ma'am. 18 to 22. Yes, ma'am. Oh, Lord. So, you know, I came from the foster care system and I know that, um, you know, the suicide rate for, for people who have been uh, mistreated as children is high. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, the bottom line to that is, um, you know, when you, when you don't have hope that something good is going to happen, that, that, that anything's going to change, and you just see what's in front of you and it does not look good, mm-hmm. um, and you don't think you have any options. You know, that's, that's when, I think that's when people make that uh, permanent decision to temporary problems. And, and I know it's temporary because everything's temporary. That is true. And so it's, it just grieves my heart. And, and so it's really the opposite, isn't it, of what you've written about passionate yeah. living. You know, when you just don't have any hope. That, that things are gonna get better. And that's why we started the Love is Action Community Initiative. The idea there is just for, you know, if each of us would um, make a point of talking to our neighbor or, you know, you, you make a homemade loaf of bread, you know, can you take a, a loaf of bread to, to, you know, somebody who's, um, you don't see a lot of. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not coming out or whatever. Just if we would all just make a little bit more of an effort to, to, um, to touch people's lives, I think we could impact that number. 
Oh, definitely. I, yeah. I always talk about with, with, with my guys is providing service and being all in with that service. So for Christmas, our, our, our team gets together and we sponsor a family. It's small, but I know when you sponsor a family, you're not giving to that. You're all oh, you are giving to the family, but you're giving to yourself. And that makes you feel so great inside. And it's not it's not a, a braggadocious thing. It's a humbling thing when you realize a family literally doesn't have Christmas or their lights may have gotten turned off 10 days earlier. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a sad situation as well. It is. And, you know, I, I love what you just said. I always say when you show love, when you put your love into action for somebody, um, love will always splash back up on you. And the same with kindness. And, and it may not be from, from that person. It could be, you know, that we're showing love to somebody who's really wounded, really broken. And they maybe they just don't have the capacity to reciprocate. If you think about people with some kind of dementia, uh, you know, children born with some kind of a, um, you know, mental or physical um, issue. And I mean, there are some people who literally don't have the capacity to reciprocate. But when we do good, when we show love, it will come back one way or the other. It'll come back to you through somebody. And so uh, you just can't go wrong. You cannot go wrong. I just worked Special Olympics a couple of weeks ago, me and, oh. me and my team and I, and you were just talking about kids with disabilities. And when they're out on the field and they're performing in the games, their faces light up, their spirit lights up. That's what we get back. And, and when we gave them little ribbons and stuff because they were first place or second place, you could just see the joy on their face. Yes. And even if they couldn't show that joy, it was there and they were excited in the way they could show. Mm, that's beautiful. Well, you definitely are living with passion and uh, you're an inspiration for everybody else that, you know, when there's some kind of a setback, that's not the end. No. And, uh, <laughs> You, you get back up and, and, uh, and, you, and you open up and see what's possible and hit the reset button. So good for you. Thank you. So I can't believe our, our time is going, but in, in these last little bit of uh, a few minutes that we have here, what advice would you give to somebody who uh, is going through a rough patch right now? Anybody that's going through a rough patch right now is that it can't rain all the time. There's this song and it, it literally says that it can't rain all the time. Uh, the clouds can't cover us forever and the sun will shine. And when we can real, when we can get people who are down and out to realize that just a little speck of ray of sunlight popping through can really brighten our day and open up the clouds for us. And the same has happened to me when I've been down and out as a single father, uh, I was depressed. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I had this little girl to raise and I knew I wanted to be the best father I can be, but I had to determine to stop crying and pick myself up and raise her. And then those clouds spread out for me and I got to raise this beautiful girl who's now getting ready to have a baby in August. Aww. And so I'm going to be big T. But when people realize that the clouds, it can't rain all the time, the clouds are open up and it only takes one step. Just be willing to take a step. And when you're willing to take that step, you can leave the cloudy days and you can walk in the sunshine. 
Oh, I love it. That's beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and so if somebody wants to get a copy of Driven by the Heart, A Guide to Passionate Living, and there it is. Oh, that's a great cover. I have two books, actually. Two, Living Life. All right. And Living Life. Courage, Resilience, and Discipline. Courage, and Resilience, discipline. and Discipline. All right. This is about Desert Storm and being a single father. It's, oh. it's a, really, it's a quick little chapter read. It was my first book. And this was really about my failure and how I bounced back. And then when I started writing this one, this is a full full length book, but you don't have to read, you can read it in a couple of days or a few hours, but they're little vignettes that are really, you can pick your vignettes. Do you need a heart of courage? Do you need a heart of discipline? What do you need? And at the end of each little story, these little questions you can answer that really help guide your life. Oh, that's wonderful. All right. So I see it's at Amazon and Walmart and Barnes and Noble. And, uh, and then your website, if people want to get a hold of you, TonyPollardSpeaks.com. Is that yes, right? Ma yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for being with us today and, and for just sharing your passion. Thanks, Rhonda. Hey, you. Yes, you. I think you're awesome. And if you're not sure about that, then I want you to have a copy of my book, How to Get to Awesome, 101 Ways to Find Your Best Self. I want you to have it so badly that right now I have it offered on my website with free shipping for half off. It is only $6.48. Go to Rhonda, R-H-O-N-D-A dot O-R-G, click on books and get yourself a copy of How to Get to Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Empowering Resilience. This is your host, Rhonda Shortino. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode, share this with your friends, and I look forward to seeing you back here and I want to hear from you. You can contact me through my website, Rhonda at Rhonda.org. I want to hear your questions and your comments and if you'd like to call into the show and talk directly to me, I would love that. So reach out. And I'm looking forward to helping you mine the lessons out of what you've been through and converting those things with your potential into your successful reality.